Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. You're listening to a message from the Poimano, bringing you the very best from the vast teaching archive of healing evangelist, best-selling author, and mega church pastor Dag Heward Mills. God wants his children to be full of the Holy Spirit. Emptiness and shallowness are major causes of backsliding and result in a believer gradually moving away from the Lord. Through our teaching this Wednesday, Bishop Dag will share practical biblical wisdom to help you as a listener develop deeper roots in the Christian faith. Let's receive this wisdom to go deeper. Is Jesus the center of your joy? Or soccer is the center of your joy? All right. Shallowness, back to our topic, backsliding. Shallowness is one of the principal reasons for backsliding. Now, if you listen to some of my older messages, you will notice um, this topic coming up, or topics which are headed or titled like this 25 reasons why 10 reasons why 21 reasons why 18 reasons why 55 reasons is the longest one i have ever done 55 reasons why you must be a soul winner that's the longest number of reasons i've ever given for anything and the reason for this kind of message is to take people deeper so that they know why they are doing the things they are doing. Because if you know why you are doing what you are doing, you cannot easily be moved away from the purpose. If, for instance, you, you claim that God has called you and that it's a very serious thing. I remember one time... Um, you know, I was talking to one of our pastors, Pastor Kakra, and he, he said, he said to me that he, he wanted to be in full-time ministry. And uh, that was some years ago. And he said that he felt that if he was not in full-time ministry, he would die. You know, because God had called him and he felt that he would die. This is what he said. You must have a, a good reason one day I went to Reverend Saki's room when he was a student at Legon, and he had a little sticker on, on, on his door. And the sticker read, Woe is me if I preach not the gospel. In other words, trouble, disaster, problems are going to happen to me if I do not preach. So when you have a good reason for doing what you are doing, you are not easily moved. That is why Jesus Christ was able to endure the cross, endure the shame, because he had a good reason for what he was doing. He was not just doing them because it was convenient. One time they were threatening him. He said, what an if you, I show you where the Son of God came from and where, where I was before. What an if I show you where I was before I came here. What an if. I show you. Everybody say, what an if. Yeah. What an if I show you where the Son of Man was seated. What an if I return to that place where I was before I came. 
the stronger your reasons are and the more reasons you have for things that you are doing, the more stable you are. Because, ladies and gentlemen, the way things are, not only the ministry, but just life, the way marriage is, the way things turn out, the way things develop and the way things unfold, you need strong foundations. Because the Bible tells us that the wise man built his house on a rock, the rains came. The foolish man built his house on the sand, the rains came. The difference between these two houses was under. The thing under is different. One is sand, one is rock. But both of them, these houses, experience storms. There is nobody who will live in this life who will not experience storms. In fact, the word used is, and the rain blew vehemently. The word is vehemently. It's not a word we often use, but it's a word. And it's the same adjective that is used to describe the storm that came to the man who built on the sun and the man who built on the rock. They had the same kind of storm. There are different kinds of storms. There are drizzling, drizzles, there are typhoons, there are hurricanes, there are tornadoes. I mean, there are different kinds, but the type that came to the man who built on the sun and the type that came to the man who built on the rock were the same type. But most people think that, oh no, it's different. You were lucky. You didn't have a typhoon. I had a hurricane. You didn't have a typhoon. That's why you are still smiling. But ladies and gentlemen, you must understand this reality. The reality that depending on how solid the under is, the foundation is, things cannot easily move you. The Bible tells us uh, about John. It says, what went ye out to see? A reed shaking in the wind? No. Not a reed shaking in the wind. A solid, everlasting foundation. Can you tell these people to... All right. Are you listening to me? So, ladies and gentlemen, God wants you to be deep. Because when you are planted and you don't have deep roots, you get it? It is a pure, a good prescription for future spiritual disasters. One day, I, I remember a brother came to see me in my office here. And he told me, God has called me. He came all the way from a foreign country. And he said, God has called me to work for him, to be a preacher. I listened carefully to what he said. Because, you see, one of the things that alerts me is when somebody says that God has called him. Immediately, my interest in that person is more than the average. I become interested in you. I don't become interested in you because your face is nice or because of, uh, you have money or because you don't have money. But I become interested in you because, you see, God has also called me to help people in their callings. I can't preach everywhere, but I can help people to fulfill their calling and do whatever they have to do before they die. You get it? So it alerts and stirs up something in me. So when he said that, I became interested in him. So I asked him what he had been doing. And he told me, years ago, his father had 
even sent him to school, university. But he was so keen on the ministry because of the calling that he had, that he had even left this university and gone into uh, Bible school. Can you imagine you go to university, you leave it and you go to Bible school? And in the end, he finished the Bible school, came back and did his university and was continuing trying to be in the ministry. And as he sat in front of him, he said, this is what I want to do. As the years went by, I was observing this brother. Eventually, he came into full-time ministry one day. He was now working in a church, full-time, working for God. Then suddenly one day, I heard that he had gone abroad. When he went abroad, I was wondering, what is this person who has been called, what is he doing? I thought, oh, maybe he would be a preacher there who will be doing whatever. So when I found out, I found out that this brother, who says that God has called him, who was so ardent and so passionate that you would leave your university and go to Bible school in your younger days. Today, he's just a businessman. He does, he's not even a cell leader eh, of a church. Do you understand what I'm saying? He's not even a cell leader of a church. This somebody was preaching even to the extent leaving your university and then also leaving your job to come and be a full-time pastor in a church. And then now, where is he? You see, what I'm trying to say is that the way the winds are eh, and the way life is, it will test whatever you claim. It will pull it to and fro, to and fro, to and fro. Till, as you see me standing here still preaching, it's not because things are just rosy, but it's because there is a certain determination and a certain depth of what I believe. It's not, it's not based on you. Even if you are not here, I'll still preach. Even if you don't come, I'll preach. How many of you notice I preach when you don't come to church? How many of you didn't come to church and you realize I still preach? Wave at me when you realize you didn't come and I still preach. Yeah. I'm not moved by you. I cannot be led by you. The Bible says a good shepherd gives his life for the sheep, not to the sheep. Amen. So ladies and gentlemen, you must have a depth of calling and of whatever you claim you believe. You come to this church. Why do you come to this church? Why do you come? Let me ask you. Why don't you go to the Church of Pentecost down the road here. Why don't you go to the Anglican church? There's one behind here. Is there a Catholic church anywhere in here? Why don't you go to Matters of Uganda down the road? Do you think they are not good churches? Who told you they are not good churches? They are all good churches. I'm telling you. What about Phrygia? And uh, what other church do we have in there? All area churches and other community churches. Divine healers, name it, claim it, they are there. Why don't you go there? You see, do you know why you come here? Do you know why you come to church here? I know why I come to church here. I used to go to church every Sunday. I used to go to a church whose name begins with an R. Every Sunday I would go to the church, but I was not born again. And one day I found out that I had to be born again. And I was very surprised. 
that have been going to church all along, singing the hymns, stanza one to my favorite priest was the one who said, we shall sing the first and the last stanzas. This was my favorite priest because he shortened the church service. Whenever the priest comes, we shall sing the first, we shall take the first and the last stanza. Then I become very happy. So this is a progressive, he's letting the church service end quickly. Those who don't talk a lot. How many have been to church when you were happy that the priest was singing the first and the last stanzas? <laughs> I'm the only one, you see. I'm the, I'm the bad person in the church. I didn't know when I was going to church. But then when I found out that I had to be born again and I got born again, then I looked back and I said, hey, so this place, I would have been going there, going there, going there, going, and then one day I would have died. Then my mind went back to a day when I went to Ambassador Beach. Do you know Ambassador Beach? There was a place called Ambassador Beach Club or Ambassador Beach here at Osu. I think it's been washed away now, but it was there. And that day I thought I could swim. So I went out. You see, my mind, when I realized that I had not been born again all along, and that if you are not born again, you die, you go to hell, my mind immediately went to the most recent near-death experience. There's something we call near-death experience. Anyone who is called by God usually has a strong near-death experience once or twice in his life. It's a common thing that you nearly die. So if you haven't nearly died, maybe you're not called. <laughs> but if you've nearly died before, you get it, then it may mean that you are called. When you went to the church today, they say, if you have not nearly died. So I'm going to try see if I can kill myself. But no, please don't go and try any foolish thing like that. Eh? <laughs> so anyway, my mind went back to the near-death experience that I had had. And it was in that beach, it was about 5 o'clock in the evening, the tide had come, the waves had turned into tidal waves, and I thought that I could swim. I see the thing moving like that. You, you think you can swim? There is a power in the sea. The Bible says, and I saw a beast coming out of the sea. Revelation 13 verse 1. Then verse 11 says, and I saw another beast coming out of the sea, and I lost another of the same kind. There are a lot of dead people in the sea. The sea is not a normal place. It's not a place you should joke with. That's a lot of dead people and bad things. So anyway, I went to play in the sea. Then the wave took me. And I, I went under. I didn't come up. Then I remembered my priest. I had asked my priest... What should I do to go to heaven? And he had told me, pray Hail Mary three times a day and then our Father once every day and I'll go to heaven. I knew that I was dying, so I started in the water. I knew this was our Father, which had in heaven. <laughs> I knew that I was dying. As I was getting to the end of the prayer and about to drink my first salty water as my breath, then I came up and I managed to get out of the sea. So when I realized that I was not born again at that time, I was not happy at all. 
and I realized that I would have gone to a living that was a sincere person. So from that time, I decided I would go to a church where they would tell me that I have to be born again. That's right. That's how come I went to uh, action. So you see, I have a good reason for the church that I'm going to. Some of you will come here because uh, my mother come to the church, my father come to the church, my friend come to the church. But do you know why you come to the church? Do you know why? So the next time there is a shaking, or when you move to, to stay at your new house at Bachona, or your new house at Adenta, or your new house at whatever, you will say, ah, the, when I open my window and I saw the nearest church, Angel Delight Assembly. I'm going to that place, Angel Delight. Because you don't have any reason for being in Lighthouse Chapel International. You are just here by, 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 by default. On the computer, there's something they call default, isn't it? It's like nothing else is there, and that's what is there, so you just fall into it. Can you imagine if you marry someone so there was no one else? Well, that's why I married you. I mean, I couldn't find anyone, and you were the one who was nearby, so I decided to marry you. Zimbo. <laughs> Would you like that? Supposedly, it's time for. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, I uh, want to propose a toast to the honor of the uh, bridegroom and uh, we wish them long life and happy marriage and so on. Uh, and we clap. So, we want to welcome the bridegroom to respond to the toast. And then the bridegroom comes and said, oh, I thank God for today. I want to thank the pastors. I want to thank everybody for uh, the wedding and for everything. And, uh, People want to know the story, how I met my wife, and so I said, anyway, you know, I was around and I couldn't find anyone, and I saw, I saw a sister, sister like a this, like a that, and I just took her. And, uh, I mean, when I look at her, I said, uh, that's what is there, so I should just take it like that. But anyway, it's not bad, or what do you think? Glory be to God. Then you go and sit down. It's very serious. Do you think your bride will be happy with that? Sister, do you think you'll be happy with such a bridegroom? Even if that is the reason, you don't have to say it. <laughs> and they find something else to say. So you see, some of you who are in this church, you don't know why you are here. You are just here. You have to have a good reason. What are you in Christ? What are you doing in Christ? What are you doing in the Lord? What is your purpose for being in the church, in God, in Christ? Why are you in full-time ministry? So if one day you are no more in full-time ministry, something should ask you, hey, what am I? If you say you are a pastor, you are called by God, why is it that somebody has to call you and tell you, do this, do this, do this, do this? Don't you know that it is God who called you? All those are because the reasons why we are doing this are shallow reasons. There's no depth to our calling. There's no depth to our Christianity. There's no depth to our membership and our commitment to anything. We need to go deeper. I said we need to go deeper. And we are going deeper in the name of Jesus. Ask the person next to uh, you. Now, you are told, why are you here? I want to know why you are here. Interview the person in the neighborhood and ask the person, you are tall. You cry. We are there We are there We are there 
for backsliding, and the last reason for today is emptiness. Emptiness. Being empty. Okay? In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, from the Ronald Knox translation of the Bible, it says, If I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and I have not love, I am no better than echoing bronze and clashing cymbals. Compound, cash, pass. Echo, you hear the sound. Push, Echo. For a long time. That's the sound you hear. The, the emptiness, the hollowness. But you see, if there's something solid under it, somebody should come and help me. Michael, hold under the... You see, when there's some, hold it. Hold it well. You see, when, when there's something in it, you get a different sound. Leave it. Hold it. When it's empty, you hear a lot of criticism, quarreling, talking, foolish talking. Emptiness. Leave it empty. Let's see. These are the noisiest Christians. Empty. Emptiness is a cause of backsliding. There is nothing in you. That is why you fall. And that's why you move away from the Lord. Amen. So, Bible says, why I speak with tongues of men and tongues of angels? The Ronald Knox translation. Please, everybody should make sure you have your, How many have your books? Let, let's raise it. It's our textbook for now. Everybody must have one. Raise it up. Let's see. Bring it to church on Sunday. I'm reading from the Ronald Knox translation. It's on page 22. How many are going to have the book by next week, Sunday? Make sure you get it. Because we are going through the whole book. Especially at the end of the book, and I don't know when I'll preach from the end because I can easily preach that next week. When I'm talking about arguments against backsliding, you need to have the book. And we are all going to read what the people said. Okay? Now, so you make a lot of noise, okay? And when you are empty, the devil can fill you with all sorts of things that, you know, you do not need. So decide to be full. And when you are full of something, God will use you. Now, turn with me to Acts chapter 6. And I want you to see how God uses people who are full of something. When I say full, I don't mean full of cake, full of gari, full of, what do you call it, rice, full of yam, full of banku. I'm talking about full of spiritual things. And someone said, I'm full. Another one said, I'm fed up. When you are full, you don't say, I'm fed up. You say, I am full. You don't say, I'm fed up. Hmm? Fed up means I'm tired of the thing. All right? Okay, now. Acts chapter 6. In those days, when the number of the disciples was multiplied, there arose a memory of the Grecians against the Hebrews because of their widows, which were neglected in the daily ministration. All right? Now, verse 2. Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, it is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. In other words, it's not right for the pastors to be organizing the tables and organizing the food and cooking. Okay? 
There needs to be some people who can cook to help the pastors. We need people to help. God needs people to help. To do things. Helping is different from charging. And doing a service for money is different from helping. You must be able to help. God is looking for helpers. Workers. Now, who shall we find? It says, Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report, full of thinking, full of rice, full of bread, full of meal, full of cocoa, full of orange juice, full of Coca Cola, full of meat. Full of nanny stew. <laughs> you know the nanny stew? Is it nice? Very nice. <laughs> Do you know nanny stew? Pig, pig feet, is that it? Yeah. Pig feet, so it's a specialty in this area. Full of domino, full of buffets, full of chatting, full of what? Full of the Holy Ghost, full of degrees, full of MBAs. Certificates. Who are the best people to help you? Look at it. It says, "Full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business." Dining hall prefects. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And the same pleased the multitude. And they stencho Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost, and Philip, and Prochorus, and Nicano, and Timon, and Parmenas, and Nicholas, a proselyte or a convert of Antioch, whom they set before the apostles, and when they had prayed, they laid hands on them. The seven, and the word of God increased, and the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly, and a great company of priests were obedient to the faith. Three things they were full of. Faith. Stephen was full of faith. Full of wisdom and full of the Holy Ghost. These are the three things you need to fill your emptiness with so that you can be used by God. Ladies and gentlemen, you'll always find the virtues of God never stand alone. You never hear God say, just be full of faith. It'll be faith and this and that. Faith in something and something. You never hear only add knowledge. You add knowledge, add to knowledge, temperance, add to temperance, patience, add to patience, godliness, and so on. There's never anything. Love is patient, kind. Uh, uh, it's not jealous. It's not envious. Blah, blah. Everything is a series. There's always never one thing when it comes to God. Because we can't really describe God, God's things in one word. So there's always something. So what you must be full of is you can't describe it in just one word. Faith. No, no, no. We need more than faith. 
and wisdom. No, no, we need more than wisdom. Holy Ghost as well of honest report. God wants his Christians to be filled with something. Amen. Amen. How can you be filled with faith? What, what I, I'm going to show you how to be filled with each of these items. How many want to not be empty? When you are not empty, you will not easily be thrown all over the place. Is that not so? Number one, how can you be filled with faith? Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If you want to fill your emptiness, expose yourself to preaching intentionally. Intentionally listen to tapes. Buy a tape recorder, a small one. If you have a car, put preaching in your car. Amen. Put a tape in your car. Buy a cassette. Buy cassettes. Cassettes. Julian, are you here? Not here. Okay. Buy cassettes. Uh, if you were here, I'm giving you all a tape, but it's not here. Buy cassettes. Take it home. Listen to it. Hey, let me tell you, you are not different from me. Me, I'm affected by what I hear. And I hear, listen to take constantly. I preach because I listen. Soccer players are good because they watch soccer. I preach because I listen to tapes. I am a tape listener. I listen to tapes all the time. All the time. I have tapes. All, and when I'm reading, I have a tape on. When I'm driving, there is a tape on. When I'm sleeping, there is a tape on. Because I think when I'm asleep, I can also hear. At least my spirit can hear. Even if I cannot remember with my mind, my, my heart can hear. That's why I have faith. That's why I believe in heaven. You think I'm not a man of faith? You see me here, you think I'm just walking around. I, I, what I'm doing, I'm... Did you bring the tapes? Can we give everybody a tape? Huh? You think so? Or they get finished? Okay, you relax. Relax. You are too many. You shouldn't have come so many to church today. <laughs> you want a tape? You want a free tape? <laughs> hmm? Quote a verse and take a tape. Somebody suggested you quote a verse and you come for a tape. So I put the tapes in front of you. Come, you quote a verse. Except John 3.16, Genesis 1.1, John 1.1, and Psalm 23. Okay? You quote and then you take your tape. Okay, bring one box here. We do quote and take. John 3.16, don't check your Bible now. You are not checking your Bible. <laughs> okay. Now listen. Are you there? How does faith fill you? How do you believe? Listen, you believe when you listen to something over and over and over and over and over. You need to accept the reality that you have to hear the same thing many times before it has any effect on you. You have to accept it. That is how it is. Even when you think you are not listening, you are hearing. It's a spiritual thing. The more you hear, the more you believe. So to be filled with faith, you need to be someone, someone who listens to preaching. 
Amen. Number two, to be filled with wisdom. How can you be filled with wisdom? To be filled with wisdom. Now, who wants a tavia? That's fine. Okay. Oh, who's going to be the first to quote and take? Huh? I should finish preaching. Are you all, who, who cannot quote? Who cannot quote? Okay, the sister who cannot quote, come for this one. No, 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 that sister says she cannot quote. You see, you must be of honest report and then full of faith and full of the Holy Ghost. If you know you cannot quote, you raise your hand, God bless you. If I had two cry, I would give you, but they are all the same. You are blessed. Yes, easy. You want to get the blessings. Huh? Okay. I'm just telling you how to be filled with these three things. And then um, we are done. Amen. How many are going to be filled with faith from today? So listen. The news is usually bad news. The more you hear news, the more discouraged you become, the more unhappy you become, the more stressed out you become. So the news is not a good thing to listen to often. Because faith comes by hearing. And fear is a type of faith, but it is the negative type of faith. That is why if you read First Samuel, when David came to the battlefield, the Bible says that when Goliath came out and he said, why should we fight? Choose out one person from among you. Let him fight with me. If you kill me, you have won. If I kill the person, then we are going to rule you. The Bible said that people were filled with fear. Because fear comes by hearing. And when they heard Goliath standing there and speaking, they were frightened. Because when you hear certain words, so what you allow yourself, that's why Jesus said, take heed what you hear. You want to be careful what you hear. Some of you think you are just watching uh, bold and beautiful. What do they have? What do they call them? What? What? Wanna what? Wanna love a hand. What's that? Wanna love a hand. Rosalinda. Esmeralda. Okay. Esmeralda. All those things, they, they minister, like they minister fear. Huh? Don't worry. Give him a tape, brother. Take that for your, your, your journey, all right? Okay, now listen. Do you know what you receive when you, start, when you hear all those things? Number one, you receive the spirit of fornication. Most of them fornicate a lot. Do they fornicate a lot? And then the second thing that you receive is fear of that if you are married, you are afraid and always suspicious of these things happening to you or in your life. So you are never settled because you feed yourself with these stories and those are the stories you love to hear and talk about. So you are always on the edge and never settled. You see anything that is innocent it means it starts to develop into whatever in your mind. So you are, you are ministering fear. 
into your, into your life. Oh, yeah. Uh, working in the world, in the hospital, you can develop a lot of... I remember one of our uh, pastors, she was working at the hematology lab. She was seeing young, young people. They come, they check their blood. They've got leukemia. Leukemia is cancer of the blood. You know, everybody comes. They check cancer, check cancer. She became very depressed and very unhappy. Because the person who comes there thinking that she has malaria, not knowing that it's leukemia. At a point, she said, she cannot work. Then I said, I understand. There are certain places when you work, you will begin to be afraid. And certain things you hear, you hear. One, 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 there was one lady, somebody's wife, she was, they were living somewhere, one of these countries abroad. And as there was a man on the floor, and he used to tell her, you one day I'll sleep with you. You know, he kept telling her. And she said, oh, what are you saying? It's a foolish man. This and that. Like he kept telling her. Oh, you one day I'll sleep with you. And one day, lo and behold, he slept with her. Faith comes by hearing. I tell you, this is real life. life. No, not rape. Sleeping. <laughs> Ziggler. Ziggler. I said, I will sleep with you, and he slept with her. I swear, I swear, but he did it. <laughs> are you there? Yeah. So you've got to guard what you are listening to. Some of you are in the company of people who are sleeping with people. Go to me, my boyfriend has come so long. Have you seen my shoes from Hong Kong? This one is from this. I'm going to London. I'm this and that and that. As you hear, or even... You, you live with people who are talking about money, houses, prosperity, this. Those things also, you begin to aspire to those things. Whatever group you mean, my group is not a money group. My group is a church pastoral group. We talk about God having crowns and so on. I don't talk about money, don't talk about business. That's not my world. No, I'm not after that. So, I mean, I, I respect businessmen. I pray for them. I want them to prosper so that they can pay good tithes and offerings and so on. But my world... It's not, I wonder if I start to talk about that, I can start to develop ambitions for things. And I don't need to be ambitious for earthly things. It's not a good thing for me. Because I, I shouldn't have any other interest or desire apart from my desire for God. When I meet with people, say, like, oh, we are getting this, we are doing this, okay, we've done this now, and we are moving here, we are doing this. It's not, it's not, it's not, I don't need it, I don't want it. And it's not in my world. My world and my world of priests. Now, what's the word of peace? The Bible says that we cut out the land. And the Levites, they don't have any land. Their portion is the Lord. My portion is the Lord. Anything the Lord will give me as I serve him, fine. But my portion is the Lord. So I don't need that group. I don't need to hear those things. I need to hear what I need to hear. I need to know the people who believe in sacrifice, who believe in the cross, who believe in heaven, whose minds are set not on earthly things, whose minds are not the seed of Cain, but the seed of that which is heavenly. Cain was a tiller of the ground, somebody who mind earthly things, but I want to mind things of the heavens and heavenly things. I'm looking for visions, I'm looking for Jesus, I'm trying to find a crown somewhere, I'm trying to lay hold on a heavenly week someday, sometime. So you see, I, I, I have to be careful myself what I hear. 
But the other day, my wife was telling me about some, some people in this country, this house, that some people went to their house, the house is whatever, there's a lake there, there's a, was it, penguins or uh, uh, well, what animals are these that work there? Peacocks and uh, what? Uh, which animal? Antelopes. And so I said, look, I'm not interested in all these things. I'm not interested in all these. Antelopes and deers and lakes and, and so what? When the lake to me, that lake, it will perish. Heaven and earth shall pass away. It's a few, just a few more years. We are out of this place and we are on our way to glory. That's how my mind is working. And I need to move with people whose minds are working that way in terms of when we are con- conversing or chatting. You get what I'm saying? Because you see, me, I, I have the potential to go anywhere. I can go here or go here. I can go for money fully. I lay down my microphone and say, I'm going to look for money now. And I'll find it. I know where it is. I think I'll find it. Said <laughs> uh, the Lord, say, hey, I have called you. You say you are doing what? <laughs> what is me if I preach not the gospel? So the law of the kind of preaching I hear. Last time, when Saki sent me a text, he said, let us preach to dying men. Let us preach as dying men to dying men. That is the text he said. No, these are the texts I'm interested in. Uh, not whether MPP is now uh, uh, the percentage is this or President Bush. Really, whether it's Bush or Forest, it doesn't change anything to my life. It's a good message. It's a zigzag message, I tell you. So you need to be full of faith. Another thing you need to be full of is wisdom. How do you get full of wisdom? In James chapter 1, the Bible says, if any lack wisdom, let him ask. Wisdom is the way your mind works. Most of us, our mind works wrongly. The pathways in your mind are wrong. In biochemistry, we have something we call pathways. The pathways, you have acetyl-CoA to what? Acetyl to acetyl-CoA. Then that there's an enzyme there. Acetyl CoA to the next one. What's the Krebs cycle? Can somebody remember? Anybody here in biochemistry? Tell us. You know, this thing, uh, who is that? Acetyl acetyl CoA, that's the next one. And then from there? Acetone. Three butyl hydrobutyrate. From each one, acetyl to acetyl, acetyl to acetyl, acetyl, acetyl acetone. Three butyl, butyl, something. And then it keeps going. It says, these are the enzymes. These things are happening in your blood, in your body, all the time. We have to learn it. Do you see? So now, everybody's mind has pathways. Some of you, when you see food, the pathway will be jump on it. Eat all you can. You will not get some tomorrow. You get it? Another person, when he sees the food, he will ask, is the food hot or is it cold? Another person will ask, when he sees the food, he says, who brought this food? Who made this food? If you were Saddam Hussein, your mind will work, eat some. The person who brought this food, eat some first. And we will watch him. If he doesn't die, then we shall also eat. So depending on who you are, the pathways are different. 
So some of you say, although I'm preaching a good message, your pattern in your mind is this way. Some are thinking like this, some are thinking like this, some are thinking like this. That is what we call your wisdom. Your wisdom is how your mind works. Now God has to let your mind work correctly. That is why when you watch this uh, program on television, the one that they do the maths, they give the same calculation to students. And one will do something, another one will do something else. It's your way of thinking is different. And that is what makes us interpret the word of God differently. The same Bible is interpreted differently by different people based on the wisdom you have. And that is why we need to ask God for wisdom. If anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask so that your will will now work correctly. When certain things are said, certain words come, you don't have a bad thought or rebellious to all the wrong talk. Maybe it's not, not evil, but it's wrong. Like, for instance, I said, some of you should listen to tape. Then some of your pathway went, give us free tapes. Mercy. And some of you said, some of you will also think that, ah, but after all, I'm able to use 7,000 to buy uh, pineapple juice and uh, able to use it to buy uh, pie. So if I can buy pineapple and I can buy, uh, uh, what do you call it? Pie, I can buy a tape. Or somebody's part of my mind, like, instead of buying pineapple juice, let me buy a tape. Yeah. Or somebody will say, oh, me, I don't have time for this. Or so, you know, different ways of processing. That's what we call wisdom. So you need, to be, you need God to make you full of wisdom. Because if Stephen had the wrong kind of wisdom, when the people finish eating, he will say, bring the rest to my house. Bring the rest to my house. Then he will use it for other things. He will start a rice business on the side. Stephen and Philip and all these helpers, they will use the balance to enrich themselves. Another way of thinking will be, let us save. We have to save some of the food for tomorrow. Like Joseph, he said, keep 20% of everything you get for the future. That's a way of thinking. God wants to give you a new way of thinking so that you'll be prosperous and you'll be blessed for the future. So that when you show the world and God gives you certain things and you don't read the Bible, then you start to work correctly. That's why there are some people who can preach to them for a thousand years. They never change. They just keep looking at you. Mercy. <laughs> no change. One day I saw a cow in the field. And I went to preach to the cow. I preach a hallelujah. You know, have you seen a cow? They just chew. My message was powerful, the cow. Amen. It could not process the message. Even when I cut a joke, you got to move up. How many want to give your life to Christ? No idea. Are you a cow or are you a, a, a child of God? Why is it that when you put something, it doesn't process, it doesn't enter. It does not affect you, it does not change you. Sometimes you see the same people are hearing and hearing and hearing. No change, no change. Why? There's something the Bible called a salted man. The man is salty. No matter what you plant, no matter what you pour, it's a salted man. The man itself is salty. It cannot respond to the word. May God save you from every salted spirit. Amen. 
so that you can receive the word of God and grow. And oh, my time is up. They didn't tell me. Okay. And the last one is to be full of the Holy Ghost. How are you filled with the Holy Ghost? Be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. If you want to be filled with the Spirit, you need to, to start learning how to sing. How many have noticed that when we start singing, even though we've been praying, even though we've been preaching, when we start singing, we start to feel differently. It's not emotion, it is being filled with the Spirit. That's why Benigin sings at his programs. That's why the people sing. The music is important. The music, the singer who sings before, during, after is important. You get filled. That's why our first singers, we call them BBA, BBR, bring down anointing, bring down refreshing, bring down the unction, BBU, BBJ, bring down joy. Because when you sing, it brings something that was not there. BDA, BDR, bring down the refreshing, bring down the oil, bring down the unction, be filled. And we need such people to work in the church. I said we need singing people, people who want their offices, they are singing. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And then they are typing, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Not people who are singing uh, sexual healing, I mean, sexual healing. <laughs> no, they don't even play sexual healing in the office. And people who are playing radio, that's why you cannot have a spiritual office where there are people playing, uh, uh, she's fresh, she's fresh, she's exciting. Wow, what are you being charged with? Which spirit are you being charged with? Zimbo. How many are going to be filled with these three things? Filled with faith. Filled with wisdom. How many pathways are going to, which pathway is your mind going to flow on? May your mind flow on the correct pathway. Amen. One day a certain sister was going to get married and a brother had proposed to her. Some of us, if a brother proposes to us, your pathway will be wrong. She told the brother two things. She said, let me just give you two conditions before I answer. Some of you do not have any condition at all. You say, eh, please, eh, you don't know how I've been praying for this. Eh? You don't know how I've been praying for this. Eh? I've waited for this day all these years. Today that you've come to propose to me, I don't know what I'll do with myself. So you tell the brother, eh, please, I'll... I'll uh, can I give you the response next week? Meanwhile, you are saying in your heart, I decided two weeks ago before you even asked. But some of you, if they ask you, can you marry me? Your mind is working. Of course, I'll marry you. But another person was thinking, she, her husband, a, a boy proposed to her, he said there are two conditions. Number one, I'm, I go to Lighthouse Chapel. He said, the condition is that you will be in Lighthouse. Because he was in another church. He said, well, what I'm doing in my church, I cannot leave my church. That's the condition. Number two, if you ever try to take me away from God, I promise you I will divorce you. That's it. That's it. She asked the, the proposer. 
Do you understand these two conditions? <laughs> this is how her mind was working. Pathways were different. Some of you will be thinking, yes, yes, I'm married. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Anyway, Take me anywhere and do anything. What do you want me to do? Yes, yes, yes. You are my dream come true. But this brother, this sister said, if you ever try to take me away from God, I will leave you. I know another sister. Her husband took her away from God. He took her away from church. Then he took her away from God. The last time I heard, in fact, the last time I saw her was in the mental hospital. Oh, yeah. One of the top sisters working. The last time I saw her was at the hospital. Several years after moving away, both from church and from God. It's a wonderful thing. And you see, you may think that, oh, I'm going to stay in Germany. I'm going to stay in Brussels. I'm going to stay in uh, Holland. So my life is, no, Holland is not heaven. That's where you can even go mad properly. (laughs) Our time is up. Stand to your feet. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every week. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.